You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. Is you want to get a good start out of the blocks. It gives you an uh, advantage when you get out of the blocks. And, and so as we go into 2014, I think it's imperative, I think it's very important that all of us get a good start out of the blocks. You know, Paul talked about heaven and how there's time is, is, is um, non-existence, it's, it's eternal. But on earth, God has given us seasons. God has given us uh, the sun to, and, the, and the moon to give us day and night. And every year, if you think about it, every year we get an opportunity to do things better. And I, 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 am, not a, I am not for New Year's resolutions. But I am for setting goals. And, and I am for setting goals that are attainable. You know, I, I think it's important for us to... To, to put things, I think God puts things before us so that we can become more like Christ. Sanctification is about a goal. You know, Jesus, he found us where we were at one time and, and, and we were a mess. And he, and he found us right there. He loved us. And, and then he puts us on a, on a, on a progression um, uh, trip where he, he begins to work on our hearts and our lives. And he begins to change us. And so as we go into the new year, I really want for us to grab a hold of that. And, and there's no better way for us to, to grab a hold of a starting out right than by looking at our Living Word Chapel model. Our Living Word Chapel model is pretty simple. And we should all know it. Anyone that's a member here, anyone that's a regular attendee, you should be able to say, what, what, what is Living Word Chapel about? Well, we're about connecting. We're about connecting to God and others who love God because we need each other. And and so uh, it's about growing, growing in your faith. And I know some of us during the the holidays, we grew. (laughs) But God wants us to grow in our faith. He wants us to grow in in the way that we um, live our lives and, and glorify Christ. So that should be a part, that should, that's part of our DNA at Living Word Chapel. And then the next thing is that we should be serving. If everyone here at Living Word Chapel is serving someplace, we are a church that's thriving. If, if there's only like 20% of people serving at Living Word Chapel, you have 20% that are very tired. You with me? And then, so, the, the next part of our, of, our, of our model is that we want to reach. We want to be reaching people who need God. And how many of you in here know someone in your circle of influence that could use Jesus in his life or her life? Yeah. Most of us know probably many. And so, as we go into the new year, I want to start out with the first emphasis, and that first emphasis is Connect. It's a huge one because who or what we connect to will determine how we will live. 
Have you noticed that when you're connected to positive people, that usually you begin to act positive? You ever notice that? Have you noticed that if you're connected to negativity, that it begins to pull you in and you begin to be negative? Have you ever been around someone or people that maybe gossip and you begin to talk and you find yourself doing things maybe that you wouldn't normally do? So who we connect to is, is vital to how we start. And so I put two points together. And if you look at your outline, there's two pages for two points. Because there's a lot of sub points. And so as we go through this, I, I really want for us to, to grab a hold of how important it is for us to connect. Let me pray. Father, I, I thank you, Lord, for this first service. Every person here is so wonderful to you. They're, 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 they're so special to you, Lord God, and they're special to me. And I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will be with all of us as we open up your word, as I speak a, 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 um, the message that you have for me, Lord God, as I share that message, I pray that hearts will be opened and uh, ears will be opened and receptive, Lord God. Souls will be receptive to, to grow and to, to connect, to learn, to become more like Jesus. That's our prayer. Our prayer is that when we leave today that we'll all say, it has been good to be in God's house. It's been a good day. And we pray this in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, amen. amen. So the first point that I think is, is very important, and it's, it's it's a part of our model here, is that we need to connect to Christ. Because when we connect to Jesus, we connect to God. When you connect to God, you tap into the resources of the Almighty. Are you with me? The way we start out right is you tap into resources that are going to be beneficial for you. And there are no more beneficial resources than the resources that come from the Almighty. Jesus, he used an analogy of a vine and branches to help his followers understand how important it is for us to connect. And he illustrated it like this. He said, I am the vine. And you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Man, that is just huge. That's a bold statement. But if that statement is true, then, then we have to grab a hold of it. We have to appropriate into our lives. He said, if you connect to me, if you're a part of me, if you abide in me, all the nutrients that come from this vine are going to be the nutrients and resources that are from God. The things that are impossible for man are possible with God. See, there are, there are habits, there are, there are uh, maybe, uh, um, mental, uh, maybe a mental habit, maybe a stronghold that we have that we want to break, and we will never be able to break it without the help of the Almighty. 
And Christ said, if you abide in me, you're going to bear much fruit. I think that's wonderful. I put here, connected to God, we will bear fruit. In other words, our lives will represent the attributes of God. How many of us would love for 2014 to be a year where our life represents the attributes of God? You know, just grab a hold of that. How many of us would, would just love those changes to transpire in our lives? You see, separated from God, we can do nothing in our own strengths to live out the purposes of God. You can manipulate in your own strength. You can fake it in your own strength. You can act a certain way in your own strength, but there's no change in your own strength. The change only comes through God. When we connect to Christ, we connect to God's purposes. We can finally answer this question, why am I here? Have you ever asked that question, why am I here? Let's answer that question. The first one is God made you. And he made you to love you. Did you know that? God made you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. And he made you so that he could love you. Doesn't that change your perspective of life? No matter what you're going through, if you grab a hold of the fact that God created you, and the reason that he created Alex Dietz is because he wants to love you. Man, that changes the way we wake up in the morning. I love the way Jeremiah put it. Jeremiah put, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have loved you with an everlasting love. That means that it doesn't stop. It's constant. It's not like a, 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 have you ever heard someone say, I don't love you anymore? You ever heard that statement? That's not God. I have loved you for, with an everlasting love, God said. And I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. He's talking to the people of Israel. I have drawn you. I've, I've pulled you. I've, I have tried to gather you with unfailing kindness. You know, it is the kindness of God that leads us to repent. It's, a, it's not the, the severity, the judgment of God. People don't change because God's, he's, and he's a just judge. Let me tell you that. And he can be severe because he's God Almighty. But you don't change because of that. It is the kindness of God that makes us turn around and say, I need you. I love you. This morning you've been given a revelation that God's love for you is everlasting. Ephesians puts it like this. Even before the world was made... God had already chosen us to be with him through our union with Christ. Notice the abiding, the connection right there. Notice that God knows. Now don't start freaking out on me. We're talking about God. He knows everything. Amen? Amen. He chose you before you ever did anything right. So that, so that we would be holy and without fault before him. Isn't that just amazing? He chose us in Christ so that we would be holy and have no fault. Why? Because of what we've done? No, because of what Jesus has done for us. Because of his love. Woo! Because of his love, God had already decided that through Jesus Christ, he would make us his sons and daughters. That was his pleasure and his purpose. 
What is God's purpose? The first thing is that God's purpose is to love you. Wow. Starting out right begins with receiving the love of God because when you receive the love of God, you can share it with others. B. We were created to enjoy a personal relationship with God. Stress and joy. How many of you have been hurt this past year? Anyone ever been hurt by a, a relationship? Anyone ever been hurt by, by uh, maybe something happening? Maybe family matters, there's things going on and you get hurt? Do you enjoy that? No, it's hard. But we were created to enjoy a personal relationship with God because when you walk with God, He's always faithful. He's always looking out for our good. And we can enjoy that. Jesus did not come to the earth to make you religious, beloved. At Living Word Chapel, we don't have religious people. I hope not. I hope we have people that have a relationship with Jesus Christ. He came to bridge the gap that separates us from a loving Father who wants to have a living relationship with us. How many of you know you can approach God? You can talk to Him just as you are. You don't have to make up this religious lingo. You don't have to, you don't have to, uh, to talk to Him out of the King James. Thee, thou, though. Fee, fi, fo, fum. Oh Lord, here I come. You don't have to do that. You can talk to Him just where you're at. If you're Mexican, give Him some Mexican lingo. Ay Dios, está muy duro. Oh God, it's very hard. Amen? If, if, it doesn't matter where we're at. He wants us to have a living relationship with Him. He created us. He knows us. I went to two funeral services yesterday. One I, one I did here and the other one I, I, I attended. And they were so... Vastly different. I went to the one uh, that I attended, and the vehicles that were parked there, most of the people were affluent. A lot of BMWs, Lexus, Mercedes. And I parked my Kia van right in the middle of them. And here, they're... Wasn't a lot of those cars. There was none of those that I just mentioned. And a lot of the ones that came were picked up in the church van. Does God love any one of them any less? Does he want for each person to, have, to enjoy a relationship with him? You see, beloved, we start out right when we understand that we can enjoy a personal relationship with God. And we can only do that by connecting to Christ. The Bible tells us that in the beginning, God created human beings in his own image. I think that is so special. We're created in God's image. And then he goes on to say, in the image of God, he created them male and female. It doesn't matter what the world says. There's a distinction between a male and a female. Why? Because God made us that way. 
He created them. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. We'll leave that one alone for now. And he says, Fill the earth and govern it. Now that's pretty amazing. Amazing. Govern it. In other words, rule over it. He said, Man, you're in charge. Women, you're in charge. Men can tame animals. Sometimes. You go out and you hunt. You subdue it. Isn't that cool? Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. You see, God created us in his image. This is a fact that we should enjoy. We should enjoy all of these wonderful attributes that we get from God. He made humans, male and female, with certain distinctions, with an innate desire for each other so we could develop families to enjoy. I thank God that I'm attracted to Shauna. It's, it's given from God. Amen? It's a wonderful thing when you have relationships. It shows, it shows how, how God has given us through his uh, character, the ability to love one another. And even greater than that, he's given us the ability to love him. You see, the love that I have for God isn't my love. It's a love that he's given to me. And I'm able to reciprocate that back to him. Because my love falls so short. But because God has loved us, we can use that love. And we can give true love to people. And we can give back to him true love. Amen? When we connect to these God-ordained purposes, we are happy. I saw Kenny, he had a shirt on in the back, and the shirt says, happy, happy, happy. When you're living in God's purposes, you can be happy. The Bible put it like this, God, he richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. He's, he's talking, Paul is He's writing to Timothy right now, and he's saying, rich people, you need, to be, you, need to be, you need to be careful. Don't let the love of money grab a hold of you. Instead, you need to understand that God has given us everything. He provides everything for us to enjoy, but we need to put him what? First. first. We connect to him, and we put him first. C, when we know and love God, it produces tremendous benefits for our lives. When we know Christ, when we love Christ, it produces tremendous benefits for our lives. What, what does it pr- produce? Let's look at some of them, okay? The first thing that I put down is it produces a clear conscience. How many of you know that God wants us to have a clear conscience? The Bible tells us that there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Anyone walking around condemned today? Anyone? Pastor Bob, as he opened up a prayer yesterday in the, in, at this funeral, he, he talked about how he, the Lord had used him as a vessel to, to speak to this person with that very same scripture. Because that person said, why do I feel this condemnation? And Pastor Bob, through the, through the unction, through the leading of the Holy Spirit, he led him to know there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Condemnation comes from the devil, not from God. So you can walk with a clear conscience. The second attribute that I think that or benefit is that you can have life 
and peace. I think Alex talked about that as he was leading us in worship today. The Bible tells us that the mind that is governed by the flesh will lead to death, but the mind that is governed by the Spirit is life and peace. When you're connected to Christ, your life will be filled with peace. It'll be full. It'll be abundant. How many of us want to start out that, uh, the, the, the new year like that? Just reinforcing that truth. Another benefit is it helps with weakness. The Bible tells us the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself, he intercedes for us. Anyone ever been weak? God helps us in our weakness. The next benefit, which I think is a wonderful benefit, is purpose. You have purpose in your life? You can have purpose with God. You find out that that is where purpose really starts. Um, I love Romans 8, 28. We know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. That's called a purposeful life. Rick Warren wrote this wonderful book called The Purpose Driven Life. And you find out that there are so many um, scriptures that help us to understand that our life has purpose when God's involved. There's nothing wasted. Even those difficult times, even those challenging times, God will work it for good in your life because it's according to his plan and his purpose. The next one's a good one. Benefit, next benefit. Confidence. How many of us need confidence? How many of us um, do you get sheepish and you maybe don't step out in faith because you're afraid that you're going to fail? See, let me tell you this. The, the opposite of confidence is fear. And you'll never become the person God wants you to become if you're fearful. Hmm? See, there's, there's things that God wants you to accomplish in 2014, but it, those things give you a lot of fear. Think about it. There are some God-given tasks that are in front of us, but they make us fearful. Amen? But look at what the, the Word says. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? See, that's confidence for me. If God is for me, no matter what he puts, puts before me, whatever life uh, brings my way, whatever I'm dealing with, no matter what happens, if God is for me, then nothing can be against me. That doesn't mean that, that things are going to go perfectly and, and, and it just says that God is going to stand with me no matter what I'm going through. And he gives me confidence that whenever you are in a situation, he's with you. You with me? See, some of you are going to be uh, facing some job challenges. Some of you are going to be facing some, um, 
some family challenges. Some of you are going to be facing uh, maybe new additions to your family. And there's all kinds of different things that are, that are coming. Those are all circumstances, challenges, different things. But if God is for you, you can be confident that no matter what happens, you're going to make it through. How about security? How many of us are secure in Christ? How, how, how many of us are comfortable in our own skin? That's called security. That means, you know what, I don't have to be anyone else. I, I don't have to act like them. I don't have to be like them. I can be just like me, who God made me, and how God made me. You can be secure in that. And you know why we, we can be secure? Because there's neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in creation that will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. There's nothing that can separate us from that love. Why? Because we're connected to him. There's nothing like security, beloved. Can we be secure in, in, in our finances? Not all the time. The market goes up, the market goes down. Can we be secure in our, in our um, not only the economy, but but just even in friendships or even in relationships, sometimes we don't know what's going to happen at times, right? But we can always be secure in Christ. That no matter what's happening in our lives, he's going to be there. He's going to love us. The next one, the next benefit is power and strength. Power and strength. And the Bible builds us up with these words. It says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. That may be your verse. That may be your life verse. That might be your verse for 2014. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. There is nothing that you cannot do when Christ is for you. If he puts it before you. Don't, 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 make, it a, don't make it a verse that it's not. You know, It's not for us to... You know, I'm, I'm going to get me a, since I went to this funeral and there was Lexuses and BMWs, I'm going to get me a BMW. I can do all things through Christ. Gives me strength. If I can't pay that bill, I better not get it, right? No, but we can do the things that God has set before us. Amen? You can start out with a Yugo or a Vo- The young people are saying, what is that? <laughs> the, next, the next benefit is fulfillment. You can live a life of fulfillment with God. Philippians 4.19 says, God will meet all your needs. Isn't that amazing? God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. And that is the truth. What gets us into trouble is our wants. And we kind of talked about that last week. You know, we, we talked about, you know, uh, giving generously uh, for the purpose of getting out of debt and, and how, how our wants cause us a lot of trouble because 
you go out and eat and you pay interest a lot of times on a burrito or a taco or, or a steak and you pay interest on those things when you don't have to. Our wants will get us into problems, but God will always meet our needs. And that's how you live a fulfilled life. Amen? The way that we will live a fulfilled life in 2014 is that we experience that God is going to meet everything we're going to need throughout the year. And the last benefit is freedom. I love it when the Holy Spirit puts things together. Alex talked about how important freedom is as he was leading us in worship. He must have read my notes. The Bible tells us that if you connect to God, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. If you're connected to Jesus, you know the truth, because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So if you know the Son, it's a good thing for you because you're free indeed. Now, if we grab a hold of these benefits and we we really believe them and we really begin to to internalize them and we begin to walk them out, do you think that your 2014 will be better or worse? Better. Amen? Amen? Point number two, you connect to Christ, okay, point number two, but then you connect to church. Point number one, connect to Christ. Point number two, you connect to church. And that's what we're doing. It's in the local church that you're challenged to grow. And for you to use your spiritual gifts. Can I tell you something that I would be lacking as a pastor and the eldership would be lacking in their, in their gifting as elders if we did not prompt the congregation to continue to press on and become more than what you have ever been. Amen? Doesn't a, a, doesn't a good coach do that? You have a team... And, 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 you, and you coach them and you want them to become something they could never be in, in their own strength. You keep pouring into them. But God is greater than that. He wants for you to grow. He wants for you to use your spiritual gifts. The local church is a place where you can invite friends, neighbors, and loved ones to come and worship Jesus together. How many of you are making plans right now for this year to invite one of your friends or family members? I hope that at least more than four hands go up, beloved. And I'll tell you why I hope more than four. First of all, I hope you guys have some friends. (laughs) And if you don't, we're going to pray. Okay? I know you have family because, you know, friends, you pick them, family, they're given to us. But here's the thing that we're talking about eternal things here. We should all want our friends and our families to come to God. Because our life is so short-lived. So everyone in here, when I say, 
How many of you are planning to invite someone to church in 2014? If every hand doesn't go up, except for maybe the new ones that are here, because the new, maybe you're visiting here today, and you're kind of like, wow, I'm just going to check this out. But you're here for a reason. If, if you're new and you're here, it's because God has drawn you. Amen? People go to church because they want to hear about God. If not, they'd go to Walmart. Amen? Or they'd go to Chile. When you go to church, when anyone steps into church, they know that the church represents who? Christ. So when they step in the door, they have stepped, they have gone through that pathway into hearing about God. Now the first time that you're here, you're like a deer in headlights. First time I ever came to church, I was like, Don't touch me. Hey, come on, you've been there. But as you, as you grab a hold of the love of God, as Jesus begins to work in your life, as he begins to bring changes, you fall in love with him. And so how in the world are we not going to invite people to church? Are you with me? Everyone in here, when I say to you, who's going to invite someone to church? Everyone of you should go, yee Because it's good to be in God's house. The Bible says, just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function... So it is with Christ's body. And Christ's body is what? The church. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. So, when Bobby is not here, Bobby Blake, right there. I I love preaching and Bobby being right there. When he's not here, there's something missing. When we're not here together, every one of you, as I look out and see your faces, it blesses my heart, but it blesses someone else who is much greater. It blesses our God. Because we're all part of the body. Our connection to, our, to a local church includes this. First of all, it's in the church that we celebrate the Lord's Supper together. I was thinking about this when Paul was serving communion. I was thinking about how special, we don't even grab a hold of how special the Lord's Supper is sometimes. Now think about this. If you go way back when Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper and he met with his disciples, visualize that. And he sat with them and he said, take this bread. This is my body. This is my body which will be given up for you. And he's talking to these 11 because one of them left. He had to go do, take care of some business. You know what I mean? Old Judas had to go and betray him. But there was 11 and he sat, he sat with them. He, he celebrated the Lord's Supper. And he said, this is my bread. And I, could, I just visualized, as I was sitting there, I visualized the Lord. And he probably had a, a tear in his eyes. And, he was, and they were all sitting with him. This is my body which will be given up for you. And this, this, this fruit of the vine right here represents the blood that will be shed for you for the remission of your sins. Your sins will be forgiven, but it's going to cost me a lot. Right. And we come together 
every first Sunday of the month as a church. And we remember what the Lord has done. And every time we do that, sometimes we, it, it, it becomes so mundane because we're, as people, how many of you know that we just, we just don't think about it, uh, the vastness of it? But we're celebrating that the, that, that the God of the universe came to this earth, became a human, and he went and he died for us. Amen. And we're able to partake together. And not only is it horizontal, it's vertical. Or the other way, vertical, horizontal. Where we, where we celebrate together because we're brothers and sisters in Christ. So we... We celebrate the Lord's Supper. And how about baptisms? How about baptisms? It's in the church. You make a public display. You go into the water, and, you, and your old life stays in the water, and you're raised to new life. Forty-three people last year. Forty-three. There are some of you sitting here that the Lord's prompting you. You need to be baptized. It's in the church that we celebrate this. How about hearing the word? It's in the local church that we purposely come here to this place so that we can share the word of God. You purposely, you guys are so kind, you're so loving, you purposely sit there and you listen intently because the word of God is so important. You take an hour of your day or an hour and a half of your day. You could be watching a football game right now. You could be, doing all, you could be working at the house. You could be doing all kinds of things. But you take time because you want to hear the word of God. It's in the church that this happens. You connect to church. It's in the church that you make a commitment. Oh, don't say that. Yes. It's in the church that you make a commitment. It's in the church that you learn loyalty. As you walk with God, you learn loyalty. In the, in the 19, almost 20 years, it'll be 20 years in October that I've been walking with God, God has established and built loyalty in me. Amen. Commitment. And He does that in us. It's in the church. It's in the church that we learn how to meditate. Meditate the right way. There's people that are meditating in all kinds of different religious, religions, but it's different than meditating on the Word of God. See, you guys, as you hear the Word, your, 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 your mind begins to, your gears begin to turn, and you guys begin to think, and it takes you places. It, it, it begins to work, go from your mind to your heart. And you meditate, and you, it's like it's working on you. Amen? It's in the church that we learn to pray. It's in the church that we, we, we purposely come here because we know that this is a house of prayer. It's not a house, it's not a place where we just socialize. It's a, it's a place where we come before God and, and we come together and when we pray, we believe God's going to answer. The house of God is a place of miracles. He changes lives. You sitting here, you are a miracle of the living God. And he's not done. 2014, do you suppose that God could heal some people? Do you, do you think that, you think that God, the God of the universe could heal someone? You think that he could maybe help someone with an addiction? 
That's where the church is. That's why we meet. It's a place where we sing. There's singing that goes on. And not all of us have great voices. But it doesn't matter because when we sing together, I think when it goes up to the heavens, it just becomes this perfect pitch, this perfect tune. We sing together. And it's a place where we learn to give. Amen? We give. We give of ourselves. We give of the resources God has given us. So real quickly to close this this whole thing, three things, three things that that really um, help us to understand that our connection to a local church will include these things. The first thing that I put down is celebration. When we gather on Sunday morning as a church, it should be an exciting event. Amen? You know what I love about you guys, first service? It's early in the morning and none of you are asleep. You're excited. That's, a, that's huge right there. It's exciting. The psalmist put it like this, I rejoiced with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I rejoiced. You know what? Get a phone call. I rejoice. Yeah. Rejoice. You're in the house of God. Man, what could be better than that? What's the key word? Joy. The key word is joy. The second thing that I, that I put right here is inspiration. People who connect to Christ and to his church live inspired lives. How could you not? When you see God moving, when you hear God's word, you leave out of here inspired. I have gone to ball games and I've been inspired by how they play. You go to a rodeo, you're inspired by how they, how they perform, how they ride the bull, how they ride the horse, all these different things. But can I tell you, when you leave God's house, you're inspired because of how mighty and awesome God is. The prophet Isaiah put it like this. Those who hope in the Lord, they are going to renew their strength and they're going to soar on wings like eagles. They will run and they will not grow weary and they will walk and they will not be faint. The key word there is hope. We're inspired, but we have hope that no matter what we're going through, God's going to be with us. And the last thing that I put down is that preparation. It's in the church where God prepares and he grounds you for your daily life. If you're in church on a, on a weekly basis, if you're in church on a consistent basis, I guarantee you that you will be more prepared for your week than you will be without being in church. Can I tell you what happens? Let's talk about the coach analogy again. Can I tell you what happens to a player if he does not go to practice? They call it riding the pine. They ride the pine. They sit. And if they keep skipping, they, they feel themselves isolated. Can I tell you, beloved, the devil wants to keep you away from God's people. The devil wants to keep you away from God's house. Not God. It's an hour and a half that we give to him so that we can prepare ourselves for the week. The Bible says Christ, gave, Christ himself gave apostles, prophets, 
evangelists, pastors, teachers, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ will be built up. What's the key word? Application. Applying the things of God to your life. Amen? Beloved, there's nothing like starting out right. And the way that we will start out right is by connecting to Christ and connecting to the church. Let's pray. Thank you, Father. Father, I thank you for every person here. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more.